0: Winter is coming. Actually, Monday. The question is, are we going to have the 13th month of 2020 next? Next on Principles and Policies. Welcome to today's edition of Principles and Policies. I'm your host, Barry Sheets, the executive director of the Institute for Principles Policy, and along with me today is our co-host, the vice chairman of the institute, my fellow analyst and very good friend, Chuck Michaels.
1: Hey, it's good to be back with you, Barry. Uh it is. It looks like winter outside. Now, I yes. will tell you that winter hits on Tuesday. Now, the 21st is 22nd.
0: Ah, uh, now come on. Nope. I I, I, went, I went to public school, Chuck. <laughs>
1: 21st, 21st, 23rd, 21st. Nope, it's the 22nd. It can come anywhere between the 21st and the 23rd. Darn that time
0: zone shift and yeah. the
1: daylight savings and it, the leap years. It all has to do when the sun crosses the uh, crosses the equator. Right. Um, yeah, because this is the, or crosses the, uh, not the equator, but the equinox. But I guess a lot of things the, that we... Uh, the tropic yeah but i guess a lot of things
0: that we as kids learned in school turned out not to be quite accurate you know you learned you if, think? You, if you learned the seasons <laughs> in school you when, when we were eight, young it was spring was on the 21st of march 21st of june 23rd of september because somehow fall ha, ha, is weird in that way and then the 21st yeah. of december we you know now we're finding out eh, it's a little bit more fungible than that. Uh, it's like we also learned that Pluto was the ninth planet in the solar That's system. That's right. It you, still is,
1: by the way. I was going to say you will get a you will get a serious arm wrestling match if you try to say it's out. Or in. It depends on where you go but and who you're talking there to. There yeah. are <laughs> astronomers who will say, No, that is the ninth planet, period. And and also in
0: science, especially in biology, we learn that if you have X X chromosomes or XY <laughs> chromosomes, it meant something.
1: Yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter how many chromosomes you have on twenty three. If you've got a Y there's a there's a poem. Yes. If you're if it's a Y, you're a guy if if it's triple x you're the other sex if it's all x you're the other sex if it's a y it's a guy i was
0: gonna say i don't think it's triple because there's only two strands if you have if you have oh, trisomy
1: no. then it's triple <laughs> guess what you can have more than three you can right. actually have four um four chromosomes that one's bad yeah uh, most women who are trisomy yes uh quadruple x yeah have no idea it has no bearing on anything. They just got an extra chromosome. It doesn't do anything. There's no mental retardation. There's no
0: right on 23. On which 23, which the sex chromosome.
1: On 23, men on the other hand, you get an extra one in there. You get two X's and a Y. You you honestly have some some issues. Now most of those people don't necessarily know they've got the problem until they go to the doctor because certain bad things are happening and they can't figure out why they're sterile or they can't figure out why this why that another thing and the doctor says uh you're trisomy 23 now
0: chuck i the reason why i threw that in at the end wasn't just because we're trying to rewrite all the biology textbooks because science you know at least that's what the left tells you is because science Well, they reject science wholeheartedly while they're doing this. Exactly. It's because we just had a ruling from a federal judge here in Ohio, in the Southern District of Ohio, came out yesterday. Uh, We're recording this on Thursday, folks. This came out on Wednesday afternoon. You might have already seen it. If you didn't, you should pay attention. A group of transgender individuals, backed by the ACLU and all of the alphabet soup organizations around the sexual anarchist movement, filed a lawsuit against the state of Ohio, basically saying that it was, Chuck, now get this, discriminatory and hurtful for the Ohio Department of Health and the Bureau of Vital Statistics at the Ohio Department of Health to require that the sex designation that is on a person's birth certificate not be changed because they're suffering from a mental illness. Now, they didn't quite say it that way, but basically... Transgenderism is a mental illness, Chuck. You and I both know it. You can't change biology, but you certainly can change psychology. But these groups are wanting to force, and a federal judge just authorized them to do it, to force the Ohio Department of Health to adjust birth certificates so that the uh, sex designation on the birth certificate matches the gender identity preference of the individual. Do you see a couple of problems with this down the road?
1: Oh, I see major problems. With you this.
0: mentioned one of them. Hey, let's go to the doctor. Oh, let's say we have a car wreck and we have an emergency, right. and they come in and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's one we got to be careful. And they open them up I'm like,
1: what? This is a male. What? Yeah.
0: What? what? It could? What happens if they think that they've got like a a? a larger larger female in there and they're giving her dosages of medicines. She's unconscious. He or she. Let's say, for presumptions they don't know so they think it's a she. Right. Um, they start giving her doses of medicine for women. But she happens to be a he who's had his birth certificate changed because he believes he's transgender and has gone through some of the Uh, surgical reconstruction i.e. had certain parts of his anatomy removed but they get inside and realize that the internal anatomy isn't that well what happens to that person if they misdose them on medicines that could be either not strong enough to help preserve their lives or on the
1: converse too I think you've made the the scenario far more complex than it needs to be. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Sure. In order to maintain the appearance that you are a member of the opposite sex, you must take high doses of hormones. Of therapy. hormones and also hormone suppressors. There we are call them puberty blockers. Uh, yeah. Even as an adult, you have no. to take those things because, let's face it, you're e- even when you have them removed. Your body knows if you're a man mm-hmm. that you're a double X. It knows Correct. it because every cell in your body is double X. Is a double X. Absolutely. This is why if you think you can change your gender with chemicals, you cannot. Now, what, it, it, it reminds me of the old song: "You're fooling yourself if you believe." That, it. <laughs> that's right. So, what if they start pumping you full of certain certain drugs that do have reactions with high doses? of uh hormones and hormone blockers it could totally throw your body into a <laughs> sca- can, into a into a cascading cross default it can kill you yes absolutely um i can, if you're asking me for a specific example i can't tell you but i know we have pharmacists and uh, uh, pharmacologists and doctors who can say oh yeah that that's a nightmare scenario the one yeah. the one you mentioned is also a nightmare scenario no. But it's it's really the the simpler thing is they think you're something other than you are, and they give you a drug that interacts with one of those other drugs, when, because you're not conscious to say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm 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 undergoing a tra- a gender transition, and I'm in the middle
0: of hormone therapy,
1: or I've already done it, or I've already
0: done it." Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there's the problem, Chuck. You hit on something that's very simple as well. You never get off of it. Once, no, you oh, start no. on, once you no. start on the drug regimen, it's to
1: get your body to stop rejecting all of the changes that are being made surgically in your body. Exactly. Uh, and again, you can have organs removed and things, uh, things replumbed and that kind of thing, and it doesn't change the fact that all your cells are either X, Y, or double X. And notwithstanding what we mentioned before, trisomy, quatrosomy, those kinds of things, yes. uh, those are a different kettle of fish. They're ultra-rare. Um, they, uh, um, I'm not saying they don't count. They do count, uh, because it's tragic that those individuals have issues that you and I will never have and tra- real, honest to goodness, transgenders will also never have. Right. Um, uh, it's, it's a, a situation. Uh, is God in control? Yes. Did he allow it to happen? Yes. Why? I don't know. He has his reasons. But, It's a burden to bear.
0: But are we in such a cycle right now, Chuck, that it's basically exploding almost geometrically that so many people are now being born with all of these chromosomal anomalies? I've I've
1: had this argument made, and if you go out and look and do the research, uh, just go out and start looking around, read some of the scientific papers, the the number of uh, uh, mutations has not changed. But the psychology has the psychology has changed drastically. Um, there, the, the idea that somehow uh, it's out there, and there are people who really, honestly, if you talk to them, believe they can become either the other gender, right, or no gender. Yes, uh, the the yeah, well, I forget what they call it, non-binary, non-binary. There is no such thing. No, there's now, not. <laughs> are there peop- Are there women who are more masculine and men who are more feminine? Yeah, sure. Why is that? It has to do... It's biochemical. It, it, the part of it's biochemical, but part of it's environmental. Environmental. And, Psychological, know, Women yeah. who start uh, pumping iron and taking... Uh, uh, Testosterone supplements. Well, they don't even have to take, do that. They can take other supplements that go into your body... Uh, and that become testosterone under the right stimulus. Aha! There are, uh, for instance, uh, as you know, we used to sell a product called DHEA. Uh, Do you know? I'm glad you're a biochemist, so we can talk about this at that <laughs> kind of, this kind of level. It's dihydroepiandrosterone. Okay. Well, what is it? It's a it is a spot where your adrenal glands kick out this DHEA, and you can back regulate and you can forward regulate. What does that mean? Sometimes when your adrenals aren't working right, DHEA can, can can go work backwards and give you some nutrients that you need to make your adrenal glands work better. Which and a lot they? of people are under adrenal stress because of just stress in their lives. The other way it can go is it's a branch point for uh, sex hormones, both okay. male and female. Okay. Now every female has a little bit of testosterone. Every male has a little bit of estrogen. Estrogen. Oh, absolutely. It's it's these are. Uh, because certain systems need those to operate, right? Yeah, they're so, they're system specific, though. So God has designed the system to work that way. Okay. Well, you give uh, DHEA, and let's say women are pumping weight, and they're they're eating uh, foods that can that can increase their testosterone. So, and in other
0: words, they're like on a carnivore diet, doing high protein, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Um, they can masculinize. Uh, we've all seen it. I mean. <clears throat> If you Watch go and the look Olympics. at some of the
0: at some of the like bodybuilder competitions, yes. especially among the women, ah, it's like, oh my goodness sake! See, you you do see, and it's like you really kind of wonders like, is that a guy yeah. who's like doing the? Oh, I'm really a woman kind of thing in well, order to try to win a bodybuilding game That's
1: what uh Jim Carrey used to do a bit on in Living Color. Do you remember oh, when I he remember played, that show, he yes. played the bit of a little
0: bit He a the bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit desensitize the, the public uh, to these kind of things I, I
1: mean they were doing it in a joking fashion well the wayans brothers are always in a joking fashion yes well that's true that's true <laughs> uh the, funny guys but nonetheless uh there are women who remain very feminine looking and yet are also can be bulkier they're not bulky right uh but there are women who get bulky but the only way to do it Is to cheat really? That's the Russian Weightlifting
0: Federation, right? Uh, Yeah, okay. There,
1: there was some other stuff. Uh, There was an uh, if you remember, uh, supplements were being used by guys who were. Uh, in home run hitting competitions.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Anderstein and. Uh, Anderstein Dione, was, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what did they call it? The Clear or something like that. Yeah. And they a bunch of them got pulled in front of a congressional hearing where they basically were found out that they had lied through their teeth about not, about not taking. And uh, not it, supplementing yeah. and not using <sighs> banned substances. And you had guys like Mark McGuire and uh, Sammy Sosa and others who basically, and Barry Bonds for sure, whose records always will have have their have uh, an an asterisk, asterisk behind yeah. it because they were juiced up when they set those home right. run and hit records and it was illegal basically they they, yeah. they 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 falsified their physical ability by jacking up through all of the supplementation
1: listen i know people who were involved in college sports they were doing it in, in college the, in so, yeah. the 90s yeah who, yeah. who were juicing yeah, yeah. and had it all rigged up so they could look like they weren't juicing and I know one of them whose brother died as it from a brain cancer related to juicing. Well, he wasn't the only one. If you remember famously now, boy, I'm going to the Wayback Machine here, folks, because you had to be a fan of
0: football in the 70s to pick this name out. Lyle Alzado. Lyle Alzado, he came right out and admitted, admitted it. that he had been he had been taking every every day, been sticking himself in the thigh, yep. shooting up um basically steroids to pump up his muscle mass to play football, and he ended up with a brain tumor that killed him.
1: Yeah, which he came out and said, don't do what I did. Right. He was very vocal about that. He goes, I wish I had it all back. I'd trade my football career in a New York minute to have the the remainder of what my natural life, and w- I'm not going to yeah. get it. Because he was in his 40s.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, I saw an interview with him right before he died. Oh, he, he looked was, like a skeleton.
1: He did. He, right.
0: he. I mean, all of that pumping and supplementation disappeared. Yeah. But the cancer didn't.
1: Yeah, so that's actually what you're looking at in some of these cases with as you've mentioned, sure. if you are working against your body by feeding it chemicals to f- make it make you something else. Right. You're essentially uh, it's a Russian roulette. That's true. It really is. Some people get through it fine, other people die. Because they right. get cancer, the body says, we can't do this anymore. Exactly. Um, and it's, you know, it's, 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 there are other things that can cause that. But the fact is, this is, uh, I'm trying to think of a biblical illustration, but essentially it's screaming at the wind, I want something else. Right. You're basically telling God, I'm not happy with what you've made me. I'll be happy as something else. Okay. Well, this, and this, the fact this, this is, is, this yeah. is the creature telling the creator, you made me wrong. You made me wrong. And what happens with that? Well, as usually happens when you are going against nature and going against God, what does it do? The rate of suicide among transgenders is astronomical. Now, Advocates would claim it's because they don't get any acceptance, and they don't get much acceptance i mean let's face it at work you have to you have to play nice to their face, but with your colleagues, very often people make fun of them mm-hmm. for good reason they're risible true a six foot four two hundred and thirty pound man who wants everybody to call him Antoinette. Uh, while he wears a wig and a skirt and high heels uh you know we we laugh at the thing but we've all seen those guys now
0: uh, now if his name is angus
1: and he's wearing a plaid skirt i might let him go <laughs> that's a different thing that's, that's not he has got that's, a full beard if he's got a full beard and a set of bagpipes and wearing his forehead that's not, yeah, a, that's, skirt. That's, that's, a, not a skirt that's a and kilt and if you called a skirt you're asking for a a drubbing yes you are that's <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: but you know it, you know what it gets down to, Chuck, you're right um the reason why it's not socially acceptable, and let's put it this way, it never will be, yeah, is because it, intrinsically, even with the biggest activists in the world on the left, deep down they know. This isn't the design plan. Oh, sure. And there's something, again, like I mentioned earlier on, folks, transgenderism is a mental disorder. It is a psychological crisis in a person's life where they have such self-loathing that they want to escape. And one of the ways they find to escape is, well, let's change all the plumbing. You know, let's let's say that oh, we think we'll be. Ha- I, my life as a guy is miserable. I'll be so much happier as a woman. Think about these teenage boys who are claiming to be transgender and going into women's sports. Why? Well, I placed thirty eighth in the track meet right. in the boys That's in right. the boys' race, but in the girls' race, I can win state. Hello, do you think that these guys really want to go through the whole process of pumping themselves full of? Of estrogen and then having certain parts of their uh, genital anatomy removed permanently. No, they just want to get a trophy, and they're figuring out some you know, what what seems to be some um, radical and uh, subversive yeah. way to do it. Which, okay, folks, we've all been young once. If it were if we were told we shouldn't do it or didn't do it, there were a number of us who. That was a oh. challenge
1: more than a than a uh, a uh, restriction. That was how 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 can I get it done? That's right. Well, uh, I mean, that's a kind of a natural thing. We we're all sinners at heart. I mean, anybody who thinks man is good, ta- meet up with a teenager and tell him not to do something. Absolutely. Um, they will do it. They'll find a way to do it, and they'll find a way to do it and hide it from you, uh, or. If they're really rebellious, they'll do it right in your face and say, "Do something about it." Um, now, there are any number of motivations why someone would a male would go competing in female uh, things. Um, mm-hmm. And for instance, there are guys. <clears throat> think about it this way: there are guys who take ballet. Right. Some of them just like dance. Which is okay. I mean uh, ballet in Russia is a very manly pursuit. Well, and
0: there are there are men who are I mean, think about it. Um you know, you have guys like uh Mikhail Baryshnikov. Right. These was guys Gregory Hines who did tap and ballet. I mean, these guys, neither one of which
1: nobody questioned their masculinity. Exactly. Gudinov. uh Yeah, uh, uh uh Rudolf Nureyev. Nureyev. If if you also look at those guys, their track record, uh, a lot of them uh, did very well with with the ladies. Well, like I said, nobody questioned their masculinity. Exactly. And I know I've known guys who took dance classes. What are you taking a dance class for? Dude, I'm the only guy in the class with these dancers. Yeah, well there was that too, wasn't there? And and, it, and it's like a friend of mine who went to Ball State University in Indiana. Uh, my grandmother graduated from Ball State University. It's a Teachers College. Okay. Now he got a different kind of degree. He got a degree in uh, marine biology uh, okay. from Ball State in Muncie, Indiana. But yeah. Well, they use they go up to the Great Lakes and do yeah, that, exactly. They do that they, stuff they stuff and Yeah, exactly. That stuff was and all that stuff. But I said, what was the motivation? He said, well, they had a great uh, marine biology program, and he goes, it was three to one women to men. See, well, so there I you said, go. well, you your motivations are evident. <laughs> and he said he i did i did well there um met lots of women um but um the obvious thing that that people who are transgendered don't want is to meet members of the re- their real opposite sex right they want to they want to be that they want to be they want to be treated like men are taught in western society to treat women." Um, now, a feminist will say, oh, you mean abuse her and, and use her and, and throw her away when she, you know, she gets wrinkles on her face? No, we said Western no, no, no. society. Western society, uh, we're, and that that basically means the Christian worldview, and that is treat women as objects of respect uh, who bear the image of Christ mm-hmm. um, and who are a special, uh, bear the special image of Christ that uh, we don't. They are, They are different. Uh, whether they like it or not they're weaker whether they like it or not they think differently than we do i've been i, I read an article uh it was a long, big long thing and it says the real reason why women uh, why men excel in at chess and women don't And it was all psychological, and I said, Mm -hmm. no, No. it's because their brains work differently. They don't work worse. They don't work better. They work differently. Men tend to be able to concentrate on one thing. Uh, We have the ability to go deep into concentration on one problem True, because of the way our brain's wired, and women tend to think about multiple things at once because they have access. I was talking to my doctor about this, who's a woman. And and I, she asked me if I did this and this and this and this. And I go, at once? And she goes, yeah. And I go, I'm a man. I can't do that. Well, you know, it's very interesting, though, Chuck, because you think
0: about it, especially given your example of chess, it would be very advantageous for a guy to be able to do that where you could think of all the moves at once on the board Instead of having to sit there, because that's the reason why chess takes a long time to play, because a guy has to think through a move, and then, okay, let us go over and see what's, what's going to yeah. happen here, and, then, and they have to walk through it one at a time. You know, you'd think women would be better chess players because they could come in, and they could think about all the different things all at once, but the problem is, is that there's an idea of
1: the strategic approach to it as well. It's a difference in being able to focus on one thing, and that, that means the problem. Right. Because you're only using one side of your brain. It's true. It's the different, and the and the women are basically have all this cross communication going. They're thinking about the chest problem, they're thinking about this over here, they're thinking about this over here, they're thinking and they can do it all at once because they have all these significantly more connections in their corpus callosum, which is the little band that goes down in between the hemispheres of the brain. And a lot of cross patterns go across there. Well, men because of testosterone don't have that
0: yeah some of those pathways are blocked those
1: pathways are destroyed during development because we have we all get hormone wash and that hormone our front our frontal lobe doesn't develop fully until we're 25 and by that time uh many of the connections in the corpus callosum have have been destroyed yeah it's a uh, uh but the women are not um are not not as good at chess because psychologically they're not as good at chess Due to brain function, yeah. and again it's not an inferiority it's a different way of thinking uh, and it's a different way it's it it it's the same question here mm-hmm. sure can you take hormones and change that? no, you can do brain damage
0: you can do some brain damage yes. yeah
1: does that mean you've changed uh the uh the basic uh physical and physiological makeup of your body only through surgery? And the body uh, completely attempts to overcome that. Uh, yeah, because on you, its own.
0: because you haven't changed the genetic makeup of your body. That's the key. That's the key. Hormones don't change your genetics; they amplify things or sublimate certain things, but they certainly do not change the basic DNA structures or the specific genetic coding that's in there. So you have that going on. But again, this is a situation where the the state argued in this case that it is to protect the health of the of the public not to allow these these birth certificates to be changed like that. Right. Um now of course like I said a federal judge who I believe if I remember correctly might have been an Obama appointee. I'll have to go back and double check that. But ruled in favor of the ACLU and the transgenders and said it was just basically radically discriminatory that we, you know, we don't allow them to basically have what they want. Um, which, Chuck, is a complete denial of science. It's a complete denial of public safety. It's a complete denial of the idea of having any, having any kind of an absolute. I mean, if you think about it, that's what this whole ideology is getting down to. They don't want any absolutes. We've heard this before. Yeah. You know, there are no such things as absolutes. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure, yeah. yeah exactly.
1: Yeah, the only thing absolute is that there are no absolutes. It's, yeah, it's an absurdity.
0: It is an absurdity. But it's, it's now, I mean, yes, the, the ruling just came out yesterday, so there's a little bit of a time period here for the state, who would be represented by Attorney General Dave Yost, to decide if they're going to appeal this up to the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. I would strongly recommend that they do so, because if you remember, one of the legacies of Donald Trump's four years in office here has been numerous uh, appointments to the federal bench, and in the Sixth Circuit, it's been very impressive how many what we would consider judicial originalists are now on the bench in the Sixth Circuit. Now... That means that they would have to get this appeal going and get it up there. And hopefully they will do that because can you imagine what this does like say to school records, to um healthcare provider? I mean everything can be could be thrown out of whack on this.
1: It turns statistic on its head. We've already talked about through this COVID mess, um, that statistically um and, and Fauci has as much as admitted this and Dr. Burks has admitted it. And uh, the guy who who uh, uh, they brought on, who Trump bought on, brought on late, can't think of his name, uh, he's been aggressive. He's like, do you understand what you're going to do? When we go back to look at these numbers, they're meaningless. Right. We have people being declared COVID positive because they died of a gunshot wound but had a virus at the time. Right. Um, we've had people that have had heart attacks. Right. From overexertion from uh, <clears throat> shoveling snow, but they tested uh, c- COVID positive on a forty-cycle PCR test.
0: Yeah, hey, I just saw some data today. Basically, you know, we've we've crossed the three hundred thousand cases barrier
1: in Ohio. And no, 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 in in the country. Yeah. Oh, and no, three hundred thousand cases in the in the state. In the state, it's fake. Well, I'll, I'll be right okay. up front. It's uh, fake.
0: of that data. Only six percent, Chuck, are those who were COVID only. Now, these and, and this is in, this is include, now nationally. You know, with deaths and everything, you know, you are looking at six percent. So, I, no, I take that back. I am sorry, you are right. That is nationally. That's death. Three hundred thousand deaths. Yeah, uh, I, I apologize. I didn't have my note here in front of me, but it's yes, three hundred thousand deaths. But only six percent of those deaths were actually COVID only. Uh deaths. In Le- other words, less than 20, in other words they didn't yeah. have any other underlying comorbidities, they contracted COVID and it took their life. That's eighteen thousand. Okay? It's, it's just yeah, it's a little it's, over that, but it's, not much. It's one third the number of deaths that we have in a normal flu season. Yeah. One third of as many deaths. Now, if you take the other ninety four percent of those deaths, where there are and, and on the average, Chuck there are at least two or more comorbidities present in the patient, the, the which actually was the mechanism by which they deceased. But they also had, like you said, they also had a the virus in them. The virus didn't kill them. The comorbidity did, whether that was um, heart disease, um, you know, chronic, uh, you know, liver failure, whatever it might be, that when they contracted COVID, the combination of things was enough to dispatch them possibly earlier. Now, most people would argue, oh, they if they hadn't caught COVID, they'd be living. That's not true. No, it's not. And, and, I, and I challenge our listeners to put on your biblical thinking caps. God appoints our days. God appoints the time of our birth he appoints the time of our death nothing falls out from under him he has no surprises we are part of the tapestry of God's entire plan and we have everybody's got everybody's got that the dash chuck you have a date on one side and you will have a date on the other yes and those are unchangeable no matter what we try to do no matter how much we try to shake our fist in God's face, no matter how many things we try to do to our bodies in order to create longevity, God has that plan. And so when those per- those people die, and I don't care, Chuck, if you die of in your sleep of natural causes, you die in a car wreck, you die falling off a building, you die drowning, you die choking on a piece of food, I, I don't care what it is. You die from a gunshot. You die from getting stabbed. You die from, you know, dog attack. Whatever it might be. That was the day you were going to die, period. Yes. It didn't matter what the actual vehicle of creating your demise is. Whether it's the breakdown of your body. You know, like me, I've had kidney cancer. Hey, if it was my time to go, it would have killed me. It wasn't my time to go at that point. So we dealt with it, got rid of the kidney. So far, clean, so I'm happy about that. But the whole point is, you had a horrible car accident when you were
1: younger. Yeah, I should have died in it. You could have shuffled off this mortal coil, and that would have been your time. But it wasn't your time. That's right. I should have died. Everybody involved in the wreck should have died, because there was no brake. There were no skid marks. Absolutely. Uh, I was going 60, and the other guy was going at least 70. Right, uh, and we had had on, but this was in the seventies. No you were actually seatbelt. Dri- you were actually driving vehicles that were made of steel. Yes, that's right. It's not My, plastic. I had a seventy-seven Monte Carlo, and if you recall that car, Ooh. it had a front end <laughs> you needed almost needed a telescope to see past that's the, right past the the uh, the hood ornament. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Uh, as Christians, the 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 church has largely forgotten that God is sovereign. That uh, they're so steeped in the idea that no. that they themselves are the sovereigns, especially when it has to. They'll say God is sovereign, and then when you talk to them, well, not really. Uh, he God would never do this. He would never force me to do that. He would never force me to do something else. And I always say, "Did uh, did Jesus force Paul to become a Christian?" And the answer is. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I Paul, know that's hard Paul, for a lot of people to say. Why to do you persecute me? Now, why do you kick against the pricks? That's why do right. you That's right. Why do you kick against the the pricks, the the goads yeah. in some some translations. In
0: other words, I am I'm thrashing your your hindquarters to get you
1: to go the direction you need to go and you're fighting me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So the answer is yes. And also, if you look uh god to the other disciples if you if you go into the gospels and and they show how the dis- disciples were gathered you come with me yeah that's right it wasn't
0: a oh well you know if you feel like it and you don't have anything better to do and you think what i'm saying is oh is okay and you like the kids program that i'm putting on come on
1: yeah so the answer is yes god does force people into christianity um and uh, talk to anybody who's come over from something like Islam and they'll say it took him a while but yes he did he drug me into the kingdom in many cases kicking and screaming the answer is yes now do you have a free will in so far of course you got a free will Um, yeah I mean you could conceivably say no but God doesn't conceivably have to acknowledge and honor you saying no. That's right. God essentially, and I know we're going to hear, Michael Mike will probably hear about this. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. But, but the, the fact is that God um, chooses you. You, you, do you choose Him? Yes, you do. After you're made capable of choosing Him, that's the. Well, that's where we have to go because well, you have to go all the way back to Genesis. We are dead in our sins from our yes. first father Adam.
0: And, and every man, Adam and Eve, obviously were created by God directly. Everyone else has been born of man, and you were born into that original sin, which means you're sinful from your foundation. You're sinful from your conception. Yeah, you're born to sin, which means you're dead. You God actually has to be the impetus, the fuel the spark plug the actual operator of you being even able to accept him you don't just up one day and decide for yourself hey i'm going to accept god now because i've held him off long enough and i really need to be nice to the old man God grabs you. (laughs) God grabs you. The the act of regeneration is an immediate act. Yes. It isn't a buildup. It isn't a, I'm feeling warm and fuzzy, God. Let's go ahead and and put this thing together. I'm ready
1: to take the plunge.
0: It's God basically putting you in a crisis and saying, you're mine.
1: Bam. Yeah. Yeah. You you feel the draw. Uh, And if you don't, you weren't drawn. No. That's right. And... uh, the obvious reply will be, "Well, what about people that fall away?" Well, the answer is, "What about them? Are they dead yet?" If they're not, then very often people fall away but come back. Why? Okay, because well, the, and those who do fall away and never come back weren't there in the first. Were place. never drawn in the okay, first place.
0: Here, here is what I'm going to say. This is a two part answer to that question. The first part of that question, the answer is that Christ said specifically, and these are words in red, folks. There will be you who say unto me, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. We prophesied in your name. We healed the sick in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. They're going to proclaim that they're his. They're going to do what appears to be good things. But there was no heart change. There's no regeneration. It's false. Right. There are false teachers. They were those who were wicked and who were professing themselves to be good. Intentionally. And then there are those who think that they're doing the right thing, but they've never had that regenerative change. They have never bowed the knee. They have never called on God as their Lord. And they're not saved. I'm not the one to judge that. God judges that. He'll let you know in your heart if you're saved or not. You're supposed to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, and how we work that out is... Are we following what God told us that we're supposed to be doing as his children? Because if we're not his children, we're doing whatever we feel like. But if we are his children, we need to be following what our Father is telling us to do in his word. So that's the first part of the answer, is that Christ himself even said there are going to be those who are going to say that they're doing all this stuff in his name, and he doesn't know them. That's a fearful thing for not to be recognized by christ Oh, absolutely fearful thing second part of that issue is we are not perfect creatures when we're regenerated our hearts are changed but we have a lifelong process from that point called sanctification we are growing in grace because we are like newborn infants upon regeneration who have to grow into the maturity of being a Christian. And there are going to be those who are going to fail. They're going to fall. They're going to sin. I am sorry for any of our listeners out there who are, who are in the Wesleyan Holiness Movement. Yeah, it doesn't I- work that way. It's a misinterpretation of Scripture. We are sinners saved by grace, but still sinners. We offend a just and righteous and all-powerful and all-merciful God almost every waking moment of our lives, and oftentimes in our sleep. Well, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that people will know that there have been dreams that they've had that probably weren't wholesome. (laughs) Uh, Let's just leave that there. And you
1: also have no control over.
0: And you have very little control over. However, God's a merciful and forgiving God and Christ's blood is sufficient to cover all of our sins, the ones that we committed before we were regenerated, the ones that we are committing right now, and the ones we commit in whatever future he seems see, fit to give us. Does that mean that we, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound, as Paul says in Romans 6? And his answer is, by no means. You're, you were once dead in sin, now live in Christ. Because you have been, you have died with Christ, through baptism and brought up through there, him for, through new
1: in newness of life it's more than possible for you to get find yourself in a situation where the only thing available to you is sin which one is the one that will displease god the least or uh, so basically you're talking about every one of our political elections right more or less, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> 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 that's what i thought <laughs> uh, yeah you're right absolutely Um, There are other things, uh, things in war, Um, you know, is war murder? It can be, but if you are in a situation where you are uh, fighting an enemy who has attacked you and you are forced to kill him in order to be not killed, is that sin? Is is killing in self-defense a sin? And the answer is no, it's not.
0: Yeah, you would have those though who would say, well, well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill, so you can't no, you can't says, defend yourself. It like, says
1: thou shalt not do murder if, yes, you, it do, does, if right. you do a, a correct um, translation. I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I'm told that no, that is a willful murder, not Yeah. A, a murder is willfully taking another's
0: life for purposes <laughs> of selfish means. Right. A, and not in the defense of your yeah. life or your family. You know, I've heard people basically say, well, if an intruder breaks into your home and he's getting ready to to stab your wife, can you shoot him? And they'd say, well, no, I can't kill. No. Yes, you
1: can. Yeah. Th- there's a reason why in the Bible, at night, if someone breaks in your home, you're allowed to kill them. And during the day, you are allowed to fight to subdue them. You're right. not allowed to killing i mean if the person is about to kill you you can kill them but if someone uh, a burglar breaks in you have no idea if the lights are out and they've done something to the house and they you can't tell if they're armed or not fair game that's a biblical principle in the daytime not so much you have to make the judgment based on all your senses And the other thing is, too,
0: you have to study to show yourself approved, folks. you got to read this scripture, and you have to understand, we have biblical obligations. We have biblical restrictions on what we can do, as those who are Christ followers, who claim the name of Christian, and who fall forward. What we cannot do is basically decide in and of ourselves which ones we're going to follow and which ones we're not, or which ones we'll follow to the letter and the other ones will modify because of how we feel about them. That's where the danger lies. Whenever we start adding in the uh, factor, well, is our own reason, and instead of thinking God's thoughts after him, we start thinking God's thoughts before him, because obviously he, he didn't mean this, or that was only applying for that time period, or that's only in that situation, in that small set of circumstances, or the Bible didn't speak to, oh, I don't know, betting on football. (laughs) You know? So, folks, you know, you've got to be a scholar of the Word. That That is our basic... Okay, beyond bowing the knee to Christ and confessing, you know, from your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior... You have another biblical obligation, and that is to consume his word, to dwell upon it. I mean, look at the proverb, or excuse me, Psalm 119. You know, how does a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according unto thy word. Yep. Who? Oh, so if you're going to follow Christ, you're going to be a Christian, taking heed unto thy word. And that idea of taking heed means you are studying it daily. Um, <clears throat> you know the psalms i is it psalm 19 i think that talks about like having a phylactery tied around your forehead and your hand talking about
1: your study of the word well it, it says uh having the words on your Always on your head or in your hand, right? Exactly. It do- doesn't say anything about a phylactery. Well, that, but it's the idea that yeah. that's how that's how the the ancient Hebrews did that. That's how the, it, it was a legalistic interpretation of that it scripture. Was, it was, yeah. yeah. It no, was. and I'm not
0: saying you have to go around wearing a phylactery, but yeah. But I'm saying is that's kind of the whole concept of that's how intimately familiar yeah. we need to be with God's word is to be able to. It's called
1: casuistry, Chuck. You've probably, yeah, you've casu- probably heard casuistry, about casuistry, it. Casuistry, casuistry. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody... It everybody.
0: It's, it's Latin. Everybody messes the word up. But biblical casuistry is basically taking biblical truths and figuring out how they legitimately apply to whatever situation is going on. You know? If somebody's breaking into your house in the middle of the night and they've got a knife up to your wife's throat, can you basically end, end their lives? Biblical would say yes absolutely you can because it it meets a number
1: of right. other of other obligations you have yeah to provi- to provide and protect your family going back to that to the the biblical passage you were talking about earlier what that means is it, ha- it, it's metaphorical mm-hmm. you're supposed to wear the word on your head what does that mean it's always it's on your mind. mind you're
0: thinking about it it's at the front of your head you you can and i do it poorly
1: at least paraphrase, if not be able to specifically yeah. quote Scripture. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you memo- we, you we know what the idea is. It's called engrafting
0: Scripture. Yeah. You engraft Scripture into your life because you have memorized yeah. God's Word, and then
1: you know how to apply it. Exactly. Think about uh, the thing, with the always have it on your hand or on your your arm. That's do the Word. Yes. It's not wear the thing on you. Yeah,
0: it's not, it's not tape a Bible to your wrist. It's basically actually go out and actually make the gospel alive. Yes, Use your through
1: hand. your through
0: your work. And or or as the scripture also talks, you know, give glory to God in all things. Yes. You know, to basically honor Christ in everything you do. Your work, your study, your play, everything. I'm not, I'm guessing that there's probably not too many of us, and I count myself in that, that probably can't meet that test.
1: I think nobody can meet that test. That's probably a, not. Okay. That it, just shows us our need now, for Christ. You, you, you brought up Wesleyan Holiness. <laughs> I went to a Wesleyan Holiness church. I know you met... Didn't you meet your wife at a, uh, or you and you and she went together to a Wesleyan Holiness? Xenos, well, yeah, yeah. yeah they weren't quite Wesleyan Holies, but yeah, it was a little amalgam it's of a, that kind of it's stuff. It's a very strange version of Wesleyan Holiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, cigars and uh, whiskey over Bible study is a odd way of doing Wesleyan Holiness. Uh, yeah, at least from the perspective of the of the ones that are more conservative. It's they not were, Calvinist uh, Methodist, but yeah, yeah, close, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh that being said um their idea is uh, the whole wesleyan idea is an idea of sinless perfectionism right in other words you can achieve sinlessness right you can through your effort become perfected yes and and i can still remember asking my pastor uh okay then what's jesus for if you can do that if you can get to that point what's jesus for and the answer was, well, he's your guide there. He's a good example for you to follow until they get there. Perhaps. That is liberalism writ large, even though the this was a very conservative denomination and they would bristle at the idea that they had espoused any liberal idea. But that is one. Jesus is, yeah, is he a teacher? Of course he is. What's he trying to teach you? He's trying to teach you to go back to God's word and obey it. And when you can't, and you make a mistake, and, or even willfully sin, but repent of that, then Jesus is the intercessor. He stands between you and God, the Father. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the Son, stands between you and God, the Father, and he says, you know, he's one of mine. Please forgive. Forgive. Uh, right. he, he has. He realizes what he did, and God says, "I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Th- because of you, I'm doing that. Yes, that is. is why." And and then the Holy Spirit is sent so that we hear the little voice that says, "Don't do that. Don't do that. You know you're doing the wrong thing. Why are you doing that?" Yep, that's basically what
0: it gets down to. So, um, I mean. Oftentimes, now, to segue a little bit, oftentimes we kind of hope that our legislators would hear that little small oh, voice gosh, and say, we?
1: why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> They're doing it because they, they feel the pressure of uh, too many things. Yes. Uh, voters. Uh, but in between voting time, when they know that nobody's really paying that close attention, it's lobbyists, it's uh, uh, corporate interests, it's uh, donors. Those who are uh, it's the governor, yes it's um, their leadership
0: donors uh, yeah that's right yes.
1: party leadership right
0: yeah. uh, it's their desire for higher office, it's their you know wanting to be friends with everybody there, there are all these things that go into making a compromise against your principles because ultimately, we're tested, Chuck. As believers, we're tested every day, okay? Are we going to stand up for what we say we believe? Are we going to hold the line and uh, have principles that are non-optional? When we're tested, we have to make those determinations because the problem is is that compromise isn't a big neon sign. It's little teeny micro-adjustments in your compass point that creates you getting off track and you know it happens with the it happens especially happens in high stress uh circumstances where there are an awful lot of shall we say um inducements to go along to get along chuck i mean we see this in the church there will be those in the church who will want to go on a non-biblical path for the church and there will be those who will just be like, uh, I'm not really comfortable with this, but um,
1: I, w- I, w- I want to keep peace. Okay, the woke church. Well, there's that. The woke church is is a perfect example of what you're talking about, Barry. Okay. Uh, now, what I'm saying, is it, uh, is it bad to regret things that have been done in the past by members of the church? Yes. Uh, but you've got people out there who I used to have a great deal of respect for like Jay Legan Duncan who has suddenly come out and said that all white people have done this for 400 years and I'm like no sir that is a racist statement yes it is that is an anti Caucasian statement no all white people did not do this you're going to tell me that William Wilberforce if you don't know who that is uh What's, what was that movie? Uh, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Yeah, good flick. Go uh, rent Amazing Grace uh, to learn the story of William Wilberforce and his decades-long struggle to end the slave trade in Great Britain. And Great Britain was very reluctant to do that. Why? Lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Yep. And there were powerful forces uh, in Parliament... Uh, who essentially worked for years and years and years and years to stop him. But once England had adopted this, then they became uh, the policemen of the world, uh, uh, policing the shipping lanes to stop slave ships. Stop slave trade, yes. Um, And the slave trade, they didn't get this done until, what, the 1830s? In England. Um, yeah. the, the last country in the Western Hemisphere that ended slavery, and it's very interesting how they did it, uh, was Brazil. hmm Brazil, which has a very strongly mixed-race tradition, uh, had slaves until the 1880s, and basically what happened was uh, they passed a fugitive slave law just like here, and what happened? The, the Brazilian state said, well, oh, you can pass that law all you want. We're not enforcing it. Slaves get here, they're free. Yeah, that's how slavery ended in Brazil, and it was how it was working to end here until the and, Civil and, War. Until the outbreak and, and of was was there War. nullification of this slave, uh, the fugitive slave law? Oh yeah, Wisconsin, yeah, that's Wisconsin, true. Minnesota basically said, you can pass these laws all you want, and if you send your agents in here, we're arresting them and deporting them from the state and telling them not to come back, or they will be face uh, deeper penalties. Wait, 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 Chuck, help me out here. Was Wisconsin
0: and those other states majority African-American states? Sure not. They're majority Caucasian, right? Yep. So going back to your previous, the blanket statement that all Caucasians are guilty of the slave trade doesn't really hold true. It's
1: false on its face. Yeah.
0: The historical record. Now, the point is, is that I would argue that slavery still goes on. Right well, now. I would too, yeah. And we're okay with it, and we should be. We're slaves to Christ.
1: Yes. But there are other forms of See, slavery
0: that go on that that's we're have, not okay with. That's why with. you have yeah. to, well, obviously there are many other forms of slavery, because those are all based on man's reason. We enslave people all the time based on our own reason. The expectations we have of other people. Yeah. The, the, the looking the other way when somebody is sexually trafficked or is labor trafficked all of these things fall into play the people who are basically enslaved to drugs and drug abuse they're being enslaved by people who are making profit off of them those are not okay but the one that is okay is being a slave to Christ because there's a thing Yeah, I, I have an argument with anybody who says that they're a radical free willer you can't be because your will your soul your spirit has to be Christ's yeah he has to be your lord and savior and master of what you do we are because there isn't any gray area there's no free there's no free zone it isn't. I'm a slave to. I'm, I'm. I'm. not a slave to Christ, but I'm not a slave to Satan either. Because there's only two options. This is the only true binary that there really is. Right. It's an
1: either or. There is no third option. Right. We are bond servants to. Christ. Paul is very clear. We are bond servants to Christ. Or we're slaves to and sin. What does that mean? That is a radical. That's a a radical position. And in fact, this is why people in the church who are involved in the woke church mm-hmm. are adopting principles where we reject Paul.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Why? Paul has to be out of the way so we can just say, well, I'm red letter only. That, it, that in order to make this work, you have to basically make a whole lot of scripture go away. Because Paul is also very clear that there is no free or uh, Greek or uh, Greek or Jew or uh he goes through the whole the whole list of what we're not anymore. Now look, you and I look at each other we're but bo- we we are both originally caucasian. I have members of uh um a Mexican Indian in my family. I have people who are hispanic of mixed race from who have been whose families have been here a lot longer than most white people's families have been here in New mm-hmm. Mexico. Yeah. They're hispanic. Right. Uh it's, this is all, and uh, so what? Exactly. And the answer is, so what? Who cares what race they are? Who well, because
0: the point is, they're not
1: different races, Chuck.
0: No. Scripture is plainly clear right. on that. There's we are all race. of
1: one blood. We have slightly different uh, expressions of genes, and that's Exactly. A, uh, yeah. Our ethnicities are different. To go back to genetics, But yeah. we're all of one race, and that's the human race.
0: Bingo. Ethnicities. That's the... But it's a shame how many in the church forget that.
1: And it's even worse how many of the Marxist woke don't want to admit it. No, that's right. Well, you know what? We're out of time. I figured as much. Yeah. Uh, we, this one might generate some controversy. That's fine. Uh, www.principledpolicy.com. That's principledpolicy.com. You'll be able to comment.
0: Leave us an email. We'll answer you. Hey,
1: there's a comment section right below the posting in the website at www.principledpolicy.com. That's right. Fill it out. Uh, We'll be happy to read it. We'll read it on air. We we will not uh, embarrass you by... uh, belittling you we might refute you and we will not well, read your name well, so we'll don't en- worry about we'll that engage we'll, yeah, we'll engage because we always going to engage uh, but that being said uh, um, you know join us there at principledpolicy.com and join us again next week for another principles and policies